Welcome one and all to Vision on Sound here on Fab Radio International with me, Martin Holmes. The world of telly is a kind of universal thing these days in that it gets pretty much everywhere and there's hardly anyone left who hasn't experienced it in some form. Perhaps there are some people left who have never seen or at the very least heard at least one television broadcast in their lives, but I'm not sure they exist. Or at least, if they do exist, I doubt that they would be tuning into a show like this that chooses to talk about television because, well, why would they? Still, if you are listening and you've never, ever even glimpsed a television flickering away unexpectedly in the corner of a room somewhere, do get in touch because I would be fascinated to see how that journey starts for you. In the meantime, from his remote Himalayan outpost, we've bought that ever-popular Shy Yeti back this week for a bit more telly chat to tickle your eardrums. In the guise of his human alias Paul Chandler, we set about having a little chat about the subject of television in general and the part it plays in his life and how he made the journey from consumer to fan to having an active interest and fascination for what it is that makes the television that he enjoys tick. To be honest, this was an episode that we did rather off the cuff and with no real plan as to quite where the conversation was going to take us. And sometimes those are the kind of natters that are the most fun to have as we explore all manner of things and end up investigating various avenues and ideas that neither of us thought would crop up at the beginning of the hour, like how television is consumed, why we choose what it is that we choose to watch, and why some people simply prefer to meander around the rich crop of what other people simply regard as old telly. If that sounds like your cup of cocoa, this just might be the hour for you. So if you're interested in quite what somebody else gets out of watching a bit of old television and the role that they think it plays in their life, settle back on your sofa, kick off your slippers, take a sip of something soothing as we crank up our time engines and look at the televisual world as seen from the point of view of one particular viewer. Hello, Paul. Nice to have you back. Hi, Martin. Good to be back. Excellent. Now, I thought today we'd... Uh, television. We, we we sort of... We're both fans of yes. television. Yeah. Television. You know, it's kind of like it's what brought you and me together and lots of other people and quite a few of the people who have appeared on the show together. And this kind of fascination for television that we have comes from somewhere. And I thought it might be interesting to just have a brief chat as to what television means to you in your life, how you came to be so interested in it. So um, would you like to kick off with a few? When did you first become kind of conscious of the beast in the corner and how you might be interested in more than just sitting there and watching the shows? Well, certainly by the time I'd seen a season or two of Doctor Who mm. in the late 70s, very early 80s, I... I because when Tom Baker left, they had that repeat season. They had a, well, they had a couple of within a year or so of each other, and mm. so so then you start looking back at you know you get, well, you had the opportunity to look back at uh, mm. what came before, and I think as, as a Doctor Who fan coming in at that sort of time, you're very aware that there was lots you hadn't seen, mm. and, and also you could read the target novelisations, so you could mm. get a feel for what those what what 
the earlier Doctors were like, or, or and you could re- read the books, or you would see pictures in Doctor Who. I don't think I ever read Doctor Who weekly. I think I came in right at the start of Doctor Who monthly. But right. Uh, but then, do you think s- it's a peculiarity though of Doctor Who fans to want to know more about television, or or do you think there are people who would just say fans of I don't know Crossroads or something? Who, who come to it in the same way? Or is it just because that show is so particularly documented and has spin-offs and magazines and all that kind of thing? Do you think it's what draws that kind of person? Or do you think, you know, a, telev- a, a Doctor Who fan or a, or a cult TV fan or a Star Trek fan or whatever is more drawn to the behind-the-scenes stuff generally? I, I suppose with Doctor Who, because I have... I have dipped into other fandoms, but never to the level mm. that I have with Doctor Who. And, mm. and I know that there's a big like Prisoner Sabok 8 sort of fan group, and I know that there's Dark Shadows as a big fan base. Yes. And I'm sure I'm aware of other ones that I'm not necessarily part of, but mm. I suppose with Doctor Who, I'd like Star Trek um, or Dark Shadows. It was around for 26 years in a row, uh, where, yes. whereas those other shows only lasted four or five years, so mm. they had their wilderness years far earlier than, than we did. Um, mm. That's uh, true. And, and by the time we had our wilderness years, there was such a big chunk of it um, when you think about Star Trek had conventions in the 70s after the show had been cancelled there were still people gathering in America and going to those things I mean there's there's the group that support or are fans of The Prisoner which had what 17 episodes back in 1967 which and there's apart from there was a a remake a few years ago has, has been in the television wilderness now for more than 50 years and yet still has people who are prepared to go and dress up at Port Mirian, you know, regularly and all this kind of thing. And I just wonder whether it, it's a peculiarity of television fandom, if you like, that makes you want to sort of gather with other people. What is it about a television show that makes people want to do that? I, I, I It's hard to know once you start to meet other fans. Uh, mm. I mean, I think a lot of people probably do so in their in their town, or unless they live in a big town to start with, um, mm. so, so you know, I, I for a long time, my, it's a social my, thing. yeah, but mm. but my fan fan group were the the friends that uh, a lot of them that have been on the show and, mm. from, from Salisbury, but uh, uh, so I don't know how different we were really from other little groups in that mm. we after we got to a certain point we used to have meetings like on a, a Sunday afternoon. And then if one of us got hold of some other series, we'd bring that along as well. So we were always open, yeah, we were always open to sort of, oh, we got, I've got a tape of, a friend gave me a tape of a vase of wands. Or, or oh, yeah, let's watch that. Um, we all... Do you think it was a peculiarity, though, of the schoolyard? Where, because obviously there were always going to be, there were always going to be big crowds of people who were, say, football fans or fans of whatever. But predominantly in school, I remember, you know, the people who, particularly like sports would sort of gather together and do you think it was just something about an interest in a telly show because because i think again through things like doctor who specifically a lot of it came through reading but it, was it just something that drew kids together well, you know, well do you think? again because because i'm so because so, i'm so young i'm not young anymore mm. but because i'm i was a fan in a time when it wasn't a popular show you were laughed mm. at for liking it but my my friends who I went on to do well, who, who appear, two of them who appear on my podcast and mm. also did video projects with me in the 90s, mm. they were interested enough that they watched it and we, we talked about it. But, mm. um, and, it, and, if, and to, to this very day, if I turned up with a Doctor Who DVD, we would sit down and watch it. Mm. Uh, and the, the recent 
animations that they've Mm. done i've taken over and sort of said to my friend harry you won't have seen this one this is so and we've sat down he's mm. quite happy to watch it but he's not he's not a he wouldn't go to a convention he's not mm. he doesn't quite fit in with my doctor who fan or tv fan friends no um but no. he's certainly sympathetic <laughs> well i think this is the weird thing isn't it because everybody to a certain extent is a fan of television yeah in you know televisions are on in houses a lot and yet it was kind of a, I'm kind of wondering almost whether there was a kind of, I'm not saying shorthand, I'm not even saying sort of code words, but, you know, there was something that drew kids together at school that they had an interest in a particular program, whatever that program might have been. And they sort of knew, and, and, you know, the whole birds of a feather flocked together. Thing. I mean, I, I think to a certain extent with the literature side of it, there were books, therefore people would see you reading a book. This was presumably before. Well, I suppose actually when you were at school, the magazine was about, so people might see you reading the magazine and go, oh, I like that as well. Yeah. But generally speaking, uh, I just wondered what it is that drew particular people together and say, I have an interest I, in I mean, my, television. Yeah, I mean, my, my friends at school who who were sympathetic towards Doctor Who or, or watched mm. it, but just weren't as, as over the top as me, Yeah, um, they also liked, because we were talking about the late eighties into early nineties, when by the time we were in sixth year, and mm. they also liked things like Quantum Leap or Next Generation or mm. uh, or, or um, Twin Peaks, and and, and yes. those were the shows that that we were. But I don't know. So th- those are shows that we would call cult. Yeah, know? and but, so, but I'm, what fascinates me again here is that I know I'm interrupting. I, I apologise for that. But what gets me is that people, you know, even the newspapers, would be covered with stories about Coronation Street. Or Dallas, you know, when JR was shot in Dallas. And, and of course, this uh, used to feature quite a lot on, say, Wogan's radio show, wouldn't it? They'd talk about the TV. So it got talked about a lot on the radio. But the thing that sort of makes someone a television fan, or people look at it and go, that's a bit of a weirdo, or that's a bit niche. I'm just wondering what the difference is between someone being a huge fan of Coronation Street or someone being a huge fan of, you know, like you say, a show like Twin Peaks. It's sort of. I mean, Coronation Street is sort of accepted. I mean, I mean, it's only recently that I've seen those episodes that were up against Doctor Who mm. in its in its declining, declining years. years. And yes. other than the tram crash, or the well, not the mm. tram crash, but the tram thing in Blackpool, it's, oh, yes. it's a pretty it's a pretty pedestrian lot of plot lines. There's, a, there's I stopped, actually stopped watching not 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 nothing not deliberately, but I just got a bit bored around mm. sort of eighty eight eighty nine. They brought some new characters in, and there were plots about footballs mm. being cooked over backyards. And I was thinking, mm. seriously, do, pe- do people enjoy mm. this more than watching Darwin's exterminating <laughs> Mister well, Bronson? Yeah. And I, I, but you you like soaps, though, don't you? You actually I do. I do, like but soaps. I never I never was I probably was watching Neighbours at that point, but I wasn't mm. I wasn't somebody who grew up watching soaps and. Mm. Uh, and, and I definitely wouldn't have watched um, Neighbours. So I, I definitely wouldn't have watched um, Cornish Street because they, I knew it was the mortal enemy at the time. <laughs> well, um, there is that too. Uh, well, I mean, what what I'm fascinated by, certainly with certainly people with who are... Because my, my mum was a big... She would watch these shows, Coronation Street, Emmerdale, you know, religiously, the East Enders. She would watch all of them, all the t- yeah, every, every time they were on, week after week after week. And she would she would watch them and enjoy them, and that would pass her time. And and I don't think she particularly liked 
the characters, you know, they weren't like they were her friends, if you like the television friends. But there were she wasn't one of these people who would go and pick up the newspaper and you know, and it said, Oh, this is going to happen or that or this person's going to die or that or these are the pictures from this character's funeral or anything like that. And I wonder what the fascination is because like I say I know you do watch soaps. Mm. You now a lot of the you're watching old soaps. So these are soaps that you know what's going to happen, but you're quite happy to see how that unfolds. But do you think there's a kind of strangeness to being quite happy to know that this is going to happen and still watching it anyway? Well, there's two things I can say here. Well, one, when it comes to some of the old soaps I'm, I'm watching, I really don't mm. know a lot of what happens ah, okay. in the mid in the middle of, say, Sons and Daughters. I know vague name character names, but I don't know episode for episode, and I could mm. find an episode guide and find out. But I don't know that much. It's all a bit veiled in sort of a mist of. I mean, that's why I'm quite excited. I mean, I've just bought the Young Doctors, the first year of Young oh, Doctors. Right. I don't wow. know anything about. I know I watched. I, I watched Young Doctors in about nineteen eighty one or eighty two, or at least I saw those episodes repeated hmm. in the in the early nineties. But I I, yes. I don't know what Young Doctors in 1976 uh, looks like. So it's all new. Yes. Um, so it that's might the as, Australian yeah, stuff, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it might as well be new for all I care because it's hmm. it's new to me. But you could go and look up what happens in each season if you wanted to, or each yeah, year if you wanted to. Yeah, what, cer- certainly. Does some, that take away from it though? Because I sort of think, because there are, there used to be, I don't know whether there still are, there used to be sort of Soap Weekly uh, magazine. And you yeah. kind of think, one, if you know everything that's going to happen next week, what's the appeal of then still sitting down and watching it anyway and not watching, like you say, Daleks blow up school on the other side? Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know about spoilers, but um, no. uh, I... I can't. I, I am Some guilty. Some people of, love them. I Some am people guilty are quite happy, though. aren't they, with spoilers? And other people hate them. Yeah. I, but I just, I just wonder if you knew what was going to happen I, in the next episode or something, would you bother to watch it? And obviously, we do. I, yeah. I, I mean, I haven't. In the case of Sons and Daughters, I haven't sat down and read those episodes. I've not seen. But no. as far as Home and Away and Neighbours in twenty twenty one, I, I don't buy magazines because no. I don't know enough. I don't like enough of the soaps to that, to make that make that for that to make sense. But there's the website Digital Spy, which has links for Home and Away and mm. and Neighbours. But they do give away some. They probably only give away as much as they would in a soap magazine. Mm. But yeah, I'm I'm keeping an eye on them. And and at the moment, because of COVID, we we dropped back a month on Neighbours and Home and Away. And I listened to a Neighbours podcast, which I I love. Mm. And that used to be they. We got to the point where we were exactly the same point in Australia. Right. But I don't wait now. I don't wait until I, I catch up because I like the show. I like the podcast too much. So, I, I, yeah, I get spoilers from that podcast now, which I never used to because I was watching it at the same But level. do they bother you? Do, do spoilers no, it, bother it just, you? It, 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 excite, it makes me it, sort of excited for... for I don't it's know, just, I, but I can't explain, I can't really explain no, it. No, um, fair enough. You just like to see how it plays out. You want to see that character and how they cope with that situation. See, what fascinates me now is we're in an era of uh, social media. Mm -hmm. And when a big show is on live on terrestrial television or or a show as as the kids would have it dropped on Netflix and all the episodes are there. And you'll get people saying, screaming, don't tell me what happens. Don't tell me what happens. I don't want to know what happens. 
and and yet other people they seem to want to know everything that happens. <laughs> and it's, there are two kind of psychologies at play here, and it and it sort of fascinates me because the people who don't want to know and the people who do. Have you actually ever had a show completely ruined for you by a spoiler? Well, uh, I wouldn't say spoiler because I am, without spoiling it because I am I am <laughs> because I am looking. So it's like saying you mm. spoke Christmas because you've gone looking for your uh, Christmas presents. I, I, I've peaked, and I and, and I, I definitely I'm annoyed. I definitely yeah. I definitely you can't say that. I definitely went looking for Christmas presents by the time I was. I don't know, my mid te- uh, early to mid-teens, I was searching for my presents to see what they were. didn't necessarily spoil. just it made me excited that this, this yeah. is what I was getting. Um, so, so for me, it's not a problem. But There is an anticipation as well, though, isn't there? That's the other thing. Because if someone says, oh, this person is not going to make it to the end of the next series, there is a kind of, oh, I wonder how that's going yeah, to happen. Because some, sometimes that's all it is. It's not... Mm. They say that so-and-so is leaving all this, but they don't, mm. they don't give you it scene for scene some mm. some spoilers do but have you ever fallen for one that's a complete lie <laughs> um I, well I, there were definitely this is going back a long way mm. going back to season 26 of doctor who back in, i was sort of quickly if, if anybody hasn't seen it yet <laughs> well <laughs> just, just, why not <laughs> I, I remember because i was involved in well, i was involved in in a a fanzine called Revelations right. that was okay. a friend of a friend, and, and I did some stories for them. But uh, I remember various different rumours going around, like the stories. Well, I think some of these are some of these are actual, maybe earlier versions of yeah. earlier titles. So I remember when Survival was supposed to be called Cat Flap, and I even oh, right. I even okay. went to a convention, uh, and my they wanted you to put a like a nickname and I put cat flap as my as my ah. as my uh, um but I do remember them I think it was was it season 25 or 20, I think it was season 26 where they said that the master was going to be in every story in some guise or something ah. um in different in a different guise um and that never happened I mean, he so wasn't. you spent the the episode looking for it and thinking well yeah I, where, where where is the where is I, it, I don't you know, know where it, is the bearded one it may yes. be that that had been deniable <laughs> at the time but there were certainly certain mm. things that where you were kind of Getting it, getting it around, it, it was going around in your head. You were thinking about mm. it, but uh, but then I do wonder if maybe I shouldn't go looking because I mean I don't know a lot about what's coming up in the next season of current Doctor Who at yes. the moment, and I've I've tried and I've not really found that much. So, mm. but um, I, I my my example of why I shouldn't go looking is probably mm. because I had absolute I, I don't think I had any idea that Captain Jack was coming back. Right. Last season, and when it happened, I almost burst into tears. I was that excited. So, right. that, which kind of sh- I don't, I, I'm not. He wasn't a particularly favourite favourite character no. of mine, but it, I think it was just from the point of view of oh look, it's the show now referencing mm. itself because it hasn't done that very much yes. lately, and and that was something I didn't know was happening. I was very excited. So, it mm. kind of shows that maybe did that take you back to your? To, is there a time? In your youth, when you can remember being utterly surprised by something that happened in a television show. Well, um, I, I'm sure there were things mm. in like Neighbours in the 80s when I, when you were watching and you didn't have spoilers yeah. of um, characters being killed off. Or, mm. um, but, I mean, Doctor Who-wise, but like around the time that, say, Adric was killed mm. in Earthshock, I, I wouldn't have... I don't think I'd have known that was coming. Right. Um, and it was already a traumatic story as far as the first episode was concerned how scary it was all down the 
I was, mm. I'd already been on tender hooks the whole when they were going around the cave system. So, um, but that was actually a case in point where they managed to keep the Cybermen a secret. Yeah, yeah. Did that? Did you go wow, or were you not really as familiar with with that sort of heritage of the show? At I that must point? have known what the who what the Cybermen were mm. by. Uh, but, but did that excite you? Did you oh, go, wow, I'm sure. that's, that's yeah, amazing. I'm sure. I mean, I mean well, cause the other big one from that sort of era is the end of Blake's Seven, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I did see, that's the only season that I saw at time of screening. Um, right. But I'm almost too, it's almost too young long ago to, I mean, I'm sure I was, I mean, it sort of stuck stuck in my head in the mm. same way, Sapphire and, the end of Sapphire and Steel uh, sort of has remained, uh, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. just, again, I, I know that, People who are sports fans will say, oh, I remember that goal or when we came back from 2-0 behind or when we won that World Cup or whatever. And they have these moments that they actually fundamentally remember as big, exciting moments in their lives because of a sports event, which is live and totally unfathomable. You don't know what's going to happen at the end of it. Do you have similar moments, though, from, from TV? You know, TV thrilled you in the same way? Well, I mean... Going back to Twin Peaks, I mean, the last mm. episode of that had a lot of things going of course, on, yes. uh, and characters. I think there was like, explosions and, mm. and and Dale Cooper and the black you him, you discovering that the wrong Dale came out of the black lodge mm. at the end, and and, and I and I remember I, I I sort of loved all that and and mm. uh, and finding that my friends at school had was hope were hoping for a more happy ending, and I was like. Mm. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I thought that was great. Mm. Um, and I think I did, I was almost gravitating towards last episodes of things, things that I hadn't previously mm. watched. Uh, I think I've mentioned at least that I've watched these before, but like the last episode of Dynasty, I'd never seen Dynasty. But mm. when I heard it was the last episode, I think I thought, oh, well, I might watch this. Um, mm. And I did the same with with Dallas, and I, I yes. did the same with like Moonlighting. And, and mm. out of those three, Dallas was pretty incomprehensible because it mm. uh, it relied on a lot of going back to old characters, whereas Dynasty right. was a, a very good episode to watch because it, again it was people getting buried under uh, under like t- in tunnels and falling oh, off right. balconies okay. and and I didn't know any of the characters, but I appreciated yeah. the all the cliffhangers coming. Um, yes, um, and, all the all the storylines weaving together. together and I didn't even know how they'd begun, but it was just the exciting <laughs> hour to see. You know. Who, who doesn't want to see Joan Collins fall off a balcony? I mean, wow. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, last episodes of anything are an, a tricky beast. Sometimes they get them terribly wrong. Sometimes they, they are almost perfect. But quite often they are, if they know they're getting them, they do kind of refer back to earlier plot lines. I mean, the, the, yeah. um, uh, Seinfeld, even you know, MASH to a certain extent, I mean, yeah. all, all produce these beautifully crafted final episodes. And some of them just stop, don't they? Uh, yeah, I mean, I remember the last episode of Quantum Leap mm. being quite sort of difficult to follow because although I'd watched the show, I don't mm. think I'd seen a great deal of the final season. And then right. a lot of it referred back to an episode from season one. And back in those days, well, that was four years ago. I, I, I don't mm. remember that. It might not have even have been a favourite episode at the time. Uh, mm. or I might have missed it. I can't remember. So, yeah, that was kind of like, kind of depended on you have, knowing or remembering stuff that happened four or five years ago, which wasn't um, ideal. But uh, So, rolling back the years, mm. a few years now, mm-hmm. <laughs> at school, did, did you have friends who were also television fans in school? Or were they, or I know the other people you've mentioned who you met sort of in social groups, official groups, or 
whatever. But actually, just your schoolmates, did you gather and chat about things you saw on the telly or something? Or, or were there not people like that in your life? Yeah, I mean, I mean, at primary school, I was sort of coming to the end of primary school around the time that Doctor Who got hmm. postponed, or whatever you want to call it, um, the hiatus. And I, I tried to do a... Uh, but it, again, it wasn't the, the most... Po- even then, it wasn't the most popular... Uh, hmm. I, I think I think maybe Peter Davison it was relatively popular in school, hmm. but by Colin Baker I think it, you know it, people weren't hmm. talking about it, and I tried to do a, a petition or something to like don't no, right. the show. And, and it got into a an argument where somebody signed it and they didn't want to si- sign it, but only because they were being petty and uh, yes. Uh, but I remember I, I remember that sort of thing going on. I was always the sort of person who, although I got on with people, I would have two or three particularly close friends so yeah and the same thing i then went to a school for two years that was a boarding school which i didn't board at and oh yes you've mentioned yeah, this before yes. and a lot of people didn't, didn't really have access to telly, telly while, so i didn't really in those two years i didn't really have um but then i think that was sort of so it was from 85 cruel and unusual but, well it was i think <laughs> trial of a time lord was screened during that period but otherwise yes. some of it was the hiatus time and, right. um, and then by the time i started at, at grammar school for the it was those last three year, mm. years with Sylvester, and I had my one or two friends again who like mm. who like Doctor Who. I, but did people talk about telly? You know, just generally in in your social circle. I mean, did people say, or did you see that? I mean, you know, or yeah, because yeah. I remember learning about uh, Last and Summer Wine from just some conversation I had with a lad at school, and I just kind of wonder whether those sort of general conversations were happening because I know in the workplace people are going we have these water cooler moments and people will say oh did you see Twin Peaks last night or did you see um, let's say what happened in Dallas or whatever or Coronation Street and people would actually gather and talk about last night's telly but were people still doing that in school or, or has yeah. school become a more of a was it was it less I hate to say the word cool but was it less cool to be a telly fan or was it, it just the right sort it, of telly? It, it probably was not cool, but then as I say, I mm. didn't have a. I had a, a relatively small bunch of friends, and I, mm. I, I don't think we cared about the other. I, I'm no. sure there were lots of other. No. F- uh, whereas, yeah, I think I don't think we we just cared about. Us. But we definitely the same people who were um, sympathetic towards Doctor Who, etc. Mm. Uh, we also talked about comedy and, and all the different mm. shows that were on in the late eighties, early nineties. Like the Fetch and Saunders, Victoria Woods, the yes. Fry and Laurie. Um, comedy is always those. a big button. It brings kids together at school, doesn't it? Certainly. Yeah. So we Good did comedy. So we did sort of talk about and, and the stuff on like, Channel Four comedy shows on Channel Four. Um, you see, I think this is interesting actually because I sometimes think that if you are particularly interested in something that nobody else is at all, it makes you a bit unique. But you have to have a certain amount of resilience to be able to when everybody else is saying, "Oh, that's rubbish." You have to have a certain amount of resilience to say, no, it isn't, I like it, and stick yeah. with that, and stick I, with it. Sort of I think I've always been like that. I don't, I wouldn't, although although I say I'm shy Yeti, I'm not necessarily shy in those sorts of, no. it's like I'm not, I wouldn't, you know, with my, like my writing or, or anything I'm yes. doing, I don't, I wouldn't be shy about that. Mm. And, and I, yeah, I mean, I, I think is I like music that wasn't popular in the 80s. I, mm. I, I like, I, I was really into ABBA, after they split up, mm. um, and and then you know for, for for years before they became popular again, 
So but you were prepared to tell people that you weren't oh, just sort of hiding your abonus. You didn't go into the record shop and buy three other albums and no, tuck it in between them or anything like that. I don't think it even occurred to me to do that. I mean, when you're that young, no. you don't have the money to buy the, the albums. <laughs> to true, true. I, no, I don't think it ever... It send your mum in to get the really uncool record. No, <laughs> I don't. I, I just don't think that's one thing that. But then I think I don't know. I I I need to go and sit. I need to go and speak to somebody about this. But um, <laughs> why why I'm well, actually there is that our own memories of how cool or not cool we were are I, different to everybody. Well, else. it's not that I'm cool. It's that I didn't care. I was. Uh, yes. I, but I don't know. Yes. Where, I just try, I wonder where that came from. Except that my. My, I grew up in a sport, a potentially sporty family, or at least mm. my dad was very sporty, and I wasn't the son that probably he would have wanted right. from that point of view because I couldn't stand it. But my, he, but they got my brother later, so that's fine. Um, and he <laughs> and he was sporty, but but I think even at that early age, if I was made to feel like I was bad because I could not bad, but like ooh, a, yeah, a bit of a dead loss because I couldn't kick a ball, I even yeah. then I just I think I just thought adults are stupid. Why, you know, why is it based? Um, I knew that I was better at other things, some other things that, uh, I, I, and I don't know where I got that confidence because other in other areas I'm not that confident. So mm. I don't know. I'm just maybe, I perhaps it's just you know, happy, belligerent, belligerent. yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> at least in this area anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. So television generally, at, at some point you made the leap from merely being a viewer to being a fan, an active. Uh, reactor, if you mm. if you see what I mean, to television. Mm. Um, are you very conscious of that happening? Can you remember sort of like picking up or going out and buying, say, particular magazines or books just to because you knew they had articles or or were about things that that delved a bit deeper into television? Yeah, I had all those things, but and they were going on alongside me having those sympathetic friends at school. Mm. But my proper step into fandom. Well, my friend. Was it fandom before? I know you're a much broader television fan now than you maybe were then, but was it going through fandom that sort of was a stepping stone to the broader interest in television? Well, yeah, I mean that was just, but that was from our group and and those videos where mm. people would just bring things that they they yeah. got their hands on. But uh, and, I, and I really like things like the Avengers that I'd seen repeated. I mean that does yes. sort of whatever happens to be available. Things like the Twilight Zone and Night Gallery and stuff that were on le- repeated on mm. late night TV because they were there that they were added to the see, well I like that sort of thing. See, I knew about those things from buying uh, magazines like TV Sci-Fi or um, mm. uh, Starburst back in the day. Yeah, and and these other shows would be mentioned, and mm. so I sort of sort of slowly extended the tentacles and look and, and sort out these other shows. If you see what I mean. There were shows you remembered from watching from child or from childhood, but but some of them it was like, oh, I never knew anything about that, and so I just wondered how you made that leap. Well, well, just just before I get to that, I was, I was saying, <laughs> like something like the Avengers. I think I had a, an old TV comic annual, and, right. and I knew that it looked quite. You good. knew the brand. I knew the brand, and then yeah. I just happened to be around or switched over, and uh, they were repeating a color Dino Rig episode, mm. and I was like. Oh, just a minute! And I rushed upstairs mm. and got the avenue. Oh, yeah, this is the Avengers. Mm. But um, I mean, some of the I, I don't think I I don't know how you would have joined. I didn't. How, I didn't even know there was a local Doctor Who group no. Um, no. in Salisbury. And actually, by the time I met them, that they weren't in existence anymore. They were just the remembrance. Well, the that's very of that's it. very uh, <laughs> that's very deep time. By the time you met them, they weren't in existence. Anymore. Well, ah. the, 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 weird, the weird the weird thing was that. 
Um, I know what you mean. My, my friend Nick is. Um, I had met him at a writer's circle meeting, mm. and he he only ever came to that one, and it wasn't really right. for him. And he we, he went away again. But he remembered. I don't really remember him being there, but he remembered me. Right. And and then when I went to the grammar school, I I had to do a, we had to do a quiz in a lesson. And right. I got the Doctor Who question right, and we, we, that meant that our team won or contributed to us. Yes. Right. And then at lunch break, I was sitting with somebody from that class, and this other guy was on the table, and mm. he to- heard us talking about Doctor Who. Mm. And so then I became friends with him. It right. turns out he, he went to the same church as Nick, mm. and I used to go around his house, and then Nick would show up with these video- videos of, of Doctor Who that he'd got. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, and that's how that's how I'm so that so what if I hadn't have been sitting at that table I wouldn't yes. necessarily have met da- the life Danny would be very and, different yeah. and, and yeah. I, we probably would have got there eventually because yeah. the weird thing about Nick is you were always talking about it <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I mean the, the weird thing about Nick is that he has other connections to me like he grew up in the same street as my friend Harry like right. when he was when Harry was like two years old. And, yeah. and these are things you find later. And he worked with a friend of mine. And so I think Salisbury is the sort of place where you do bump you into things. There are yeah. little triangles. It's not, it's, not, it's not so big. It's not so big, town. yeah. You yeah. can have connections to people, uh, and sometimes you find out about and them, and sometimes you don't. And of course, the other thing that proves is that all that useless information that people say you've got in your head sometimes comes in useful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, you know, um, but also by around that time, I, start, I put an advert in Doctor Who magazine and... Mm. And ended up with about fifty pen friends, um, right. Uh, and, right? And and then as I got old enough, I was able to meet the ones that were sort of at least in my part of the UK. Um, and of course, I mean, some people that they fall by the wayside over time, don't they? But uh, so you um, you mentioned earlier uh, that you were involved in a fanzine. Uh, yeah. How did you get involved in that? Well, that was for a pen friend, right? Um, I think he was a friend of the person who was who was doing doing it, and. I just wrote a few stories. I can't remember if ah, okay. I, I can't remember sort of how many of those, those stories. I remember being asked to write a John Pertwee story and then being told okay. that it was too John Pertwee ish. Um, <laughs> right. and, I, 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 and I think I thought was okay, too big. I don't think I don't think I, I sort of said, well, have it or don't have it or something. I don't yeah. think I could be bothered to rewrite it because back in those no. days you were either doing it by hand or you were typing it and it took ages yeah. to type. And yeah, I think I didn't have like a massive great thing mm. i was more involved in you know our in our area we did we started doing tape zines i i was yes. i was more involved in much more involved in that but yeah I, but I, how do you think that because again th- this is the fascinating thing to me is that uh, you had a lot of, lot of telly fans again it's it's a it became a very social thing so you found yourself with a circle of friends because of doing a particular thing or having an interest in a particular mm. thing and that particular thing is quite as we're constantly being told, quite niche, quite you know, specific. And yet you've now found you had a circle of people who wanted to do projects like that. With, I mean, the tape zines, I presume, weren't just you. The tape zines were, were, were Nick, um, and we were right. just... Uh, but I've, I contributed. But the, the weird thing is, when you, hit, when you hear people talking about that era of their fandom in their little groups, mm. they were often doing Doctor Who-related things. Mm. Whereas we did do a... Like a what would happen uh, uh, in the early nineties? We did do a one-off. What happened to if Blake if they didn't all die in Blake Seven? We did a season yeah. five or whatever, or season E or whatever, um, and it was just a, a one-off thing. And and mm. it wasn't 
terribly serious and i was yes. a filler in a bin in a bin bag so we couldn't have we didn't have any leather or any or any <laughs> leather jackets um so yeah, there's right. video of me in a bin bag um, try, um anyway uh, but quite quickly we sort of were moving on to our own ideas mm. and i've always been like that you know as as you know if if um, Chris Chibnall came knocking on my door saying, Paul, write, me, write us a Doctor Who story, you can do what mm. you like, it's not going to happen. No. But if, you know, I'm not saying I, would ne- I wouldn't do it, but I don't, I've never chased it because mm. I've always wanted to do my own things. And I think yeah. that wasn't just me, that was also Nick wrote scripts as well, but he yeah. didn't write, he wrote his own original stuff. And, mm. and so we kind of, yeah, as much as we love Doctor Who, we also knew we wanted some ownership of something that was our yes, own no, it's fair thing. Enough. You see, I'm, again, fascinated by this, but the amount of actual creative energy that these fandoms of all types seem to spark. The number of people who've become actual writers on actual programmes because of this kind of thing they were doing very early on in their lives, or even later on in their lives. You know, a bit of fan fiction, a bit of writing scripts for themselves to perform and all this kind of thing. But it actually has led to an awful lot of people. I mean, what's it called now? The cosplay community. Very creative people, astonishingly. I mean, some people would say, well, that's just derivative. But actually, the amount of energy that has to be put in to actually do these things is incredible, and it's the spark all comes from a telly show, whichever telly show it is. And I don't, and I feel like that's something that's developed in the last, I don't know, twenty years. I, I don't feel like that was around when, no. when I was a younger fan. Hmm. Although I did, I mean, I spent hours and days either in the playground or in my village. If I hmm. didn't have any, you know, if I didn't have anyone, a friend over, because I lived in a village, I, my friends from school were a certain distance away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would quite happily play Doctor Who. Uh, my brother was eight and a half years younger, or is eight and a half years younger, and mm-hmm. so he wasn't always the best playmate because no. uh, he, he he liked fighting, and I did uh, you know I liked storytelling. Mm-hmm. But I, I I guess I was like in my like ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, going off on long romps in the woods playing Doctor Who yes. in my head, um, um, and just. You know, as I was doing the walk, sort of thing. That mm. was the way I'd. I couldn't just go for a walk. I had to. Mm. I had to turn it into some sort of drama. Mm. Um, but um, that's. Yeah. This is a difficult question. Uh, but do you think? Can you imagine if you hadn't found an interest in, let's say, television generally, but it's maybe a specific television program? Do you think your life would have been very different? Do you think it's played a big role in the person you ended up being? Yeah, I mean, in the same way as I'm very into my music, I'm very into mm. my TV, and I'm very into my music. Um, mm. and, and but it gave you a social life, a circle of friends, this kind of thing. Which do you, do you think? Again, yeah. I know you said that if you'd not talked to these people at this particular time, you might have your life might have gone in a different direction. But the fact is that having an enjoyment of television gave you a particular life, and you don't regret that in any way, shape. No, of course not. And um, yeah. I, I, my like of music probably didn't lead. Did um, one come from did, the other, or were they separate? Um, I think they were separate, but I don't think I made as many friends through. I had, fr- I, I had friends at university who I went to gigs mm. with, and I had, mm. um, and my 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 flatmate who I lived with with for like twenty something years. Um, mm. Until recently, he uh, uh, we, we used to go to gigs together, so we had music in common. But 
was it, it was more isolated people, or you'd find, or you'd meet somebody maybe because of sci-fi, and you might discover mm. that they liked. Because um, I suppose I think our, our science fiction group aren't so into music in that sort in the sort of gig mm. way. Um, uh, you know, Nick, like we, Nick and I talk about music on my show, but mm. um, but you know, well, there's a connection the, between they're, they're, sort they're, of ele- electronic music sometimes and sci-fi. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, and people like soundtracks and people like mm. um, so so. so there but you be, wouldn't yeah. say that was your route to either particular. No, I mean that was sort of going on. I, I, yeah. I, mm. uh, you know, but both of us extremely important. Um, mm. You know, it's, it's like I can't imagine not doing creative things because yeah. I get grumpy if I have a break for too long without yes. doing something creative. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, it's all part of. I can't imagine those things not having those things. I'm like, I, I can't imagine being the person I am now. Um, for better no, it's, I, it's because I'm, I'm hoping to do a show uh, sometime in the near future about sort of mental health issues and, te- and mm. television and, and, and that social community. And it's just fascinating to me whether you, whether you feel that it has actually helped, you know, in your life, if you like. Because some I, people just say, oh, don't sit there watching the telly. Go, you know, and you actually think, actually, no, sitting there watching the telly is what made me have the life I have it's a, it's a bit like I was saying to uh, you, you'll see how I get to this but my mum and I mm. were talking about how the press goes on about you know junk food uh, oh, making yeah. you fat but they never say like MPs going to big banquets and you know, <laughs> somehow somehow um, if you're if you're putting on weight it's because you're going down McDonald's every day not mm. not because you're going to a rules restaurant and having a three course lavish meal mm. it, it, the end result is probably that you will put on weight if you eat a lot of the, both of those foods but you don't hear people talking about mm. uh, um, no. uh, it, it, it's sort of uh, you never hear quite hear the uh, we should the, we should we should ban banquets yeah. <laughs> because it's making people no i see what you're saying it's sort of you, you don't always yeah. the, the route to the uh, um to, to, is, is always but, um, yeah but would you say the route to you today television how, how big a role would you say it's played in your life being a fan or a an appreciator of television oh um uh, uh, yeah, I mean a massive one. I, what I was, what I was going to to, to say is talking about the mental health side of things mm. is that I would say music is more my for me. I don't, I I don't necessarily. I guess if I put a Doctor Who story on, I, it would cheer mm. me up. But mm. disappearing onto YouTube to go, yes. to go down a, a go down like a rabbit hole, go a rabbit yes. hole on a particular group. I mean, yes. I find music. I I find. If I hear a, it's just I get really I don't know if it's just my age, but I mm. I can listen to a song and I really like it and it it can bring tears to my eyes, not an, even mm. a nostalgic one, just because I I like it that much mm. and I'm really into it and uh, um, but I don't think that necessarily happens with no. um, t- with, with TV. No. Um, although I can be watching TV and something mm. might move me because or excite. But me. it's interesting that you said that, for example, when we were talking a few weeks ago about. Um, the, the bands, you know, you said that you discovered the Archies and you'd gone down sort of Archies rabbit hole for quite some time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think and that was edi- all through doing something else. Yeah, I think that's yeah editing pod editing our music podcasts. It, yeah. um, well, uh, you have a massive creative life, uh, you know, doing all your podcasting and and what have you. You do have this ma- and your poetry and everything, and that 
and that that is lar- largely from the crucible of of all this stuff when you were a kid. That's mm. it is fascinating. Television now. Mm. How do you how do you actually consume television now? Um, do you actually just watch the TV, or are you now much more? Do you spend it in in stuff you've bought, watching discs or or watching downloads or watching sort of streaming services? How do you consume it now? Because our flat is quite well, the walls are quite thin. I'm aware mm. that uh, uh, if I watch TV too late, then I might wake up uh, my other half and. Hmm. And, and, and who goes to bed very early, but hmm. um, so I tend to watch the TV a lot more at the weekend. Um, yes. And because I'm doing it most evenings, I'm editing a podcast. I've got hmm. into the stage where I watch a lot of things. So I've got quite a nice laptop, sort of quite a big screen, and yes. so I, could, I, I I do find it's very difficult. I do find that I do you know, watch ten minutes here, watch ten minutes there. I'm, I've, yeah. I have developed that sort of. Uh, short attention span or jumping yes. from one thing to another, hmm. but you know, I, I you know, if I'm watching... no, it's just fascinating because I've talked to you a few times now on, on the program, and you uh, mentioned some of your DVD purchases, mm. and I just, I just wonder because <laughs> some of these are quite. I mean, was it she had a thousand episodes of uh, Dark Shadows or more? There's a twelve hundred. Twelve hundred. Yeah, I mean, where but, do you find the time well, I don't, to I, do all the creative stuff and to watch these? Well, this is the problem. I, I I'm quite slow to get to get through all the stuff I want to watch. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm watching, I'm watching. I've got Doctor Who on my iPhone, and I watch right. old Doctor Who, and I'm watching an episode on my commute on the way into work. I, mm. uh, there's a 25 minute window I've got, so I'm watching Key to Time at the moment on, mm. on my phone. Mm. Um, fits uh, nice and snugly. Into yeah, I, I'm fine with a little screen like that on the train. It's not. Mm. And um, I mean, the first time I watched Doctor Who on an on a portable device, mm. that that was. I mean, I had an iPod, like an iPod right. where you could put TV on it. I, I just remember thinking, I'm sitting on the train watching Doctor Who on, <laughs> on, on my own, uh, and uh, this, I still haven't quite got over that. I don't need yeah. all the big tech stuff but um mm. but you know all of the all of the soaps i currently watch mm. most of netflix at the moment um prime all of that i'm watching on my laptop because mm. i can do editing for 10 minutes then stop and mm. watch 20 minutes or something and, right um but is that how you you consume television you know, this very this very moment mm. but it's constantly changing mm. um but i've got i've got so many dvds that the only way i better watch them will be on the big screen mm. um but the trouble is, I because we we don't really watch programs as a household. So, no. so even at the weekend, I might be I don't know playing computer games, which is something I mm. never did, which is I've started doing. So that mm. takes away some of the TV watching time. Mm. Um, but I might have been do- maybe I've been gaming at the same time as my partner's been watching something in the mm. room. Then I go to watch something just as mm. they come into the room. I want to start having a conversation. Mm. So then I stop it. And so you find mm. I, I mean I've recently been watching. Uh, I bought the box set of the of Wonder Woman from the seventies, mm. and uh, I started that. And you start watching. You watch about five minutes, and then something mm. happens, and you have to pause it. And then, yeah. and then you think I'll get back to it. And then, mm. so, then you suddenly find you oh, I'm not going to get back mm. to it. Um, so it can be very slow progress. Yeah. Um, Do your household share your tastes in programming? Uh, um, not, not really. Not as a rule, not okay. really. But the areas of it. Um, right. Sometimes I find that comedy is quite yes. You know, people are, people yeah. are sort of well, as it was back at school. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I mean, 
I definitely can think of comedy shows that when there were three of us here, or, or we probably would have never sat down together and watched. Mm. Um, I mean, I think the reason that I don't watch much TV with my partner anymore is that they don't like the fact that I talk. Or I can talk. Or I might start. Oh, or, or I might just make a comment. Uh, oh, that's so and so from that, isn't it? Uh, and, and, but then, but I, but, but then you have to get used to the, you have to get used to the people that you're watching TV with because, <laughs> because if, when Nick when Nick um, when Nick and I watch TV, yeah. we always we you're always chat, all the time. chatting about or sort of oh that's so and so from there isn't it or then then Nick's wife will will chip in something and and that's totally acceptable in that group of friends. It's just but is that, that different because you've seen it before or do you find it's different when you're watching something you haven't seen before? I don't. I think it's the I think it's the people. I mean, sometimes right. you just sometimes you need to ask questions because you can't understand. I, I I mean I've watched things on on I watched a film and I've I've got the Wikipedia page in front of me because yes. I'm thinking, um, yeah I think this one I'm just going to need to I'm just going to need to have a bit of a plot synopsis to make sure I understand what's going on here. Yeah. Um, but uh, but are you, are you a binge watcher? Do you do you binge anything or you know, you watch twelve things of the same thing or do you pick and I've, have a bit of this a bit of that you know, I, the I, old I, mixture I, of herbs and I spices? Watched, I watched that show Motherland when I was which right. was about the uh, the the, te- the, the Parents, um, yeah, I watched all of that. I think it was like, I don't know, 20 episodes. I think I watched mm. it all over a long weekend, right? Um, so you still find time sometimes to just sit down and absolutely, I was just, enjoy- I was just enjoying it. And I, even though mm. I think I've just said to you before in lockdown, I, I was very sort of wary of, of comedy, I didn't necessarily want to laugh. I didn't want to escape. Mm. I don't know if I, I didn't seem to want to escape to the world of humour. Mm. It almost didn't feel like the t- the the, yeah. the mood of the moment. Even though I say that, and then the next minute I might be editing a podcast where I'm doing all sorts of daft things. Oh so yes, no, I, I absolutely I, understand. I I really used to enjoy Veep, and then Trump got in, and suddenly I yeah. couldn't enjoy. I, Veep didn't seem funny anymore. I don't know. It's just one of those. Yeah, and I think I think maybe my own funny in inverted commas things mm. that would be different because you've they're 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 a way of well, I'm editing well, it's, my fr- it's my friends and, and it's yeah. funny so it's a bit different so um but are you a i mean i know you said you've got various platforms or streaming services i mean will you try out do you, what what do you think the state of, of modern telly is or are you still drawn to older stuff generally i watch very little on the terrestrial channels um mm. Like there, there are three shows that I've watched recently, and I think I talked talked to you about some other ones mm. like that that um, that that French one in with the mm. uh, the agency, um, mm. but but the, the last three shows I've watched, which I just didn't know anything about, mm. uh, were things that were either on Prime or Netflix, um, mm. and, and in fact, one of them I'm watching I'm watching a show called Catler, which is okay. uh, a set at, like a on an island where the, the volcano is erupting and it's all sorts of mm. weird and a bit supernatural and and it's very interesting. Um, okay. I'll keep an eye out for that. Yeah. It's well, all, I mean, but, how people consume telly now is different, isn't it? Because you no, know, not the 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 days really where everybody is or a large chunk of the nation are sitting and watching the same thing at the same time, apart from certain sports events. Are, are quite rare now. I mean, you again, you get this on Twitter where people are saying, "Don't tell me because I haven't seen it yet." But actually, the opportunity to everybody, or a lot—I say a large chunk of the people you interact with, 
having sat down at the same time to watch them is very limited now, isn't it? And certainly with things like Netflix, you know, you might go on recommendation. I mean, a couple of the ones you mentioned there, I will scribble down and I will go away and see if I can find them and see what I think. Well, I think, I don't know. All I can say is because the reason I watched Catler was because a friend said, oh, you should watch so-and-so film, it's on Netflix. Mm. I watched that film and then it ran mm. on and it the thing it recommended was Catler. Ah, um, And I think that's... And, and that's certainly the case with Netflix. With the two Prime shows, mm. they just appeared at the top as a banner on the top of my yes. screen after I finished watching something, and I mm. and I thought, oh well, I'll give them a go. And sometimes, so you're quite open to the recommendations of of the algorithms. Then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you get to watch a trailer. So I watched mm. the trailer for Catler, and mm. um, and I watched, the, you know, and, or or maybe I was watching. I can't. I would get excited. I'd watch. I'd got all the way through Desperate Housewives and watched all eight seasons right. or however many of that. And then when it came to the end, I was thinking that I've got a gap now. I mm. want I want a show that's not similar quite, but different. Yeah, yeah, not quite a soap opera, but not quite a drama, and not, maybe. Mm. The, and I typed that into Prime, and it came up with sort of with This Is Us, which is um, oh, okay. uh, about a family, and and it is there's not as much humour as there is in Desperate Housewives, but mm. but. Yeah, I mean, I can see how the the two connect, and um, and that is quite good, you know, if you want to use the search mm. engines and kind of if yeah, you, you if sort of the the run sort of randomly finds something that you wouldn't otherwise have thought of. Yeah. I'd almost rather find it that way than kind of be told this is what I need to. Mm. This is what I need well, to there is always that worry, isn't there, when someone tells you, "Oh, this is great," and you go away and watch it, and you're not smitten. That's always a bit. Uh, yeah, you, you can find that with a lot of. Programs generally, a lot of the, even you know films, even music to a certain extent. People go, "Oh, this is the best album ever," and I sometimes think we 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 do a disservice by actually building something up and saying. And but then again, are we, do we want to be the sort of society that just goes, "No, it was okay." Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it's uh, marketing's a funny beast. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't like to feel I'm I've been marketed at. I like I, mean, I like to feel that you know I'll. I'll watch it in five years' time when I'm ready, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, or I'll. And come you're quite out. happy to do that. Yeah, I, I don't always want to be. The, no. whatever do you still enjoy telly? Do you still enjoy sitting and watching telly? Do you, I mean, do you, is it the social aspect? So, I mean, like when you're uh, sort of looking at something old, but with friends on the couch, is that is that more about the social aspect of it still, or is it you know is it still about engaging with the, the screen in the corner do you think it's a, a mixture probably i mean also mm. it's it's you know i'm lucky to have friends that i've known for mm. like 30 35 years mm. and and you know i i know if i go to this person's house that mm. if i've got a dvd that i um i happen to have discovered which is a like a film mm. that's not that well known then this mm. person will will sit and watch it with me because they'll probably be interested as well mm. um uh, and uh, and sharing those insights with the world has become quite a large chunk of it as well, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. uh, become it, it. It is interesting. I, I mean, do you have actually? You know, I don't know if people do this, but whether they actually sort of do a simultaneous where they watch the same thing in two different places. Do you have anybody who does that? I have tried to yes. get people to do that, but it's never really. Work. Yeah, it's never quite in sync, is it? It's uh, it's a bit of a shame. Isn't it? I yeah, try unless to... you unless it's on the TV, actually. Yeah, because yeah, I try. I there, there's a, a friend of mine who isn't necessarily. I wouldn't say he's into TV, but I thought for mm. some reason he would like Land of the Giants, and oh, and, 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 right. and I have the set here, and 
and I saw that it was very cheap, so I bought mm. him a set, and I, I said, well, "Why don't we watch it together and, and private message each other as mm. it's going through?" Um, this was in lockdown when you couldn't go yes. round to each other's house, and um, yeah, we'd start. You'd start at the same time, but then something would happen, or somebody would walk in the room, or or would walk in the room his end, or um, cat would sit on you, or yeah. you'd have you suddenly want to, and suddenly you found that you, there was a lag, and, and you you were ten minutes ahead of one, but so it didn't yes. really. No, it, didn't, it was it was a one off, and it didn't work. <laughs> Not for us. Anyway. Would you say you have you have eclectic tastes? Yeah, I I think so, but but the more you the more time goes on, the more you realise. Oh well, I know about this, but I don't know mm. anything about this. Or yeah, there's there's a lot of it, isn't there? That's what that's one of the reasons we're doing what we're doing. Yeah, there's an awful lot of television, and and you can't. No matter who you are, you can't see all of it. Although I'm sometimes amazed that people like yourself who actually managed to see as much as much of it as you do. Is there anything else you wanted to add quickly? No, I no, I was just, I was just going to say that you know with all these sort of forums. Um, mm. I, I, I sort of dip into forums sometimes, and ah, right. you see all these, all this missing. Another social aspect. Well, you see, but you, but I don't necessarily. It, it depends. You kind of think mm, this this group is quite me, or or this. There's so many, say with Doctor Who, so many groups online, and some of them you think, yeah, this is kind of this group. They spend of, so much energy not liking the thing they're claiming. Yeah, exactly. and it's, tar- it's tiring, <laughs> and um, and or you see people sort of banding about misinformation because they haven't bothered right. to, to Google it. They've just worked off their memory, which is inaccurate. And you think, yeah. oh, I could correct them, but no, I don't, but but I'm not. Who uh, wants to be that guy? Yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But so, then again, you know, we, if if the world remains in its ignorance, sometimes that's worse too. I, I think it's, it's just weird that it's so easy to check a lot of these facts, and yet there's more misinformation than there ever was <laughs> like 35 years ago when people were having to... Rely yeah. on their memories or Doctor Who magazine. And that I don't, I don't think that's just television either. Quite no, frankly, I think no. there's, there's a lot of that going on in the world. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for your time today, Paul. That's been a lovely little natter. Yeah, I know, I know we didn't really have a plan for it, but no. I, I think we covered some interesting areas. Yes. So uh, I hope you'll come back again soon. I will. And for sure. Thank you very much. Take care. Take care. Thanks again. Bye Many thanks to my guest, Paul Chandler, the shy yeti, for coming back and allowing me to unpeel the onion of his television-watching mind. All very fascinating stuff, I hope you'll agree. I always hope that I manage to make my guests on Vision on Sound feel comfortable and that this is a safe environment to discuss pretty much anything, which means that we may occasionally go off down some unexpected pathways, but they're always fun to explore. In the course of that conversation, you'll perhaps recall, we did touch on an idea for doing some future shows about television and mental health and how people have found some help simply through sharing the collective enjoyment of a television show and the people that they have met through doing so and the benefits or otherwise television has added to their lives. If you might be interested in contributing to those shows, when and if ever we get round to making them, do let me know and I'll be happy to discuss it with you. You can contact the show via at Vision on Sound 1 on Twitter for that or indeed if you have any feedback, comments and suggestions for subjects you might like the programme to cover. There is also the email address vos at fabradiointernational.com. My thanks as ever go to everyone here at Fab Radio International and of course to all of you for listening wherever you are. Until next time, I've been Martin and this has been Vision on Sound. Goodbye for now and take care.